1: you're listening to she's all talk a podcast exploring the zeitgeist and life in your 20s hosted by a girl who talks a lot Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She's All Talk. I'm your host, Ailish. Um, I hope life is well. I hope that you had a great week, a great weekend, and that you're going to have a great week ahead. Um, I had quite a busy week last week. Classic line from me here. But yeah, we're a little bit understaffed at work at the moment, so myself and one of my colleagues kind of have to pick up the... Slack and and work harder than usual, but we're hoping that we'll hire someone else in the office soon, so that will be really fun and a bit of stress off the shoulders. But I only had a four day work week last week, which was really nice. Um, I love when I can do that sometimes, so I really enjoyed that. Had a bit of a nice long weekend, um, but yeah, back into work now. Went out for my boyfriend's birthday on the weekend, that was fun just kind of had a had a really chill time I've got a bit of a hectic week ahead like usual but that's okay it should be good so the thing that I've been loving This last week, I'd say, is actually an old favorite of mine. I've re-gotten into New Girl. And honestly, it's just such a wholesome show to watch. I kind of had to press pause on Grey's Anatomy because it was getting so depressing that I was like, I can't come and watch this um, after work when I'm home alone. I just get so sad. So I've started watching New Girl from the beginning again. The episodes are 20 minutes. It's so lighthearted, so easy to binge. And honestly, I really recommend it, especially if you're like stuck at home in quarantine or something, like it just passes the time so, so nicely. And yeah, it's a really uplifting, really funny, really fun show. And I cannot recommend it enough. It It's just nice to have on the background, even just for background noise. But yeah, that's my favorite for this episode. Okay, roll it in. today's episode is something a little bit different. It's something I'm really excited about. It's actually my first guest episode on She's All Talk. So in today's episode, I talk to 21-year-old Melbourne self-proclaimed media slashy Maggie Zhao. Maggie dabbles in writing for publications like the Fashion Journal, along with copywriting, design work, and is also a micro-influencer on Instagram. She has her own recently launched podcast called Culture Club, which is a little similar to this one, and they talk about pop culture and what's going on in the world around them, things that they're loving, um, their recommendations, the news cycle, kind of everything like that. And yeah, Maggie's currently living her life in lockdown in Melbourne, and she said that it is the small things in life that are getting her through it. You can find Maggie at Yeah Mags on Instagram, that's Y-E-M-A-G-Z on Instagram, and I absolutely adored chatting to her, she is such, such a lovely girl, and I really recommend checking her out and reading her work, she's a great writer as well, but I hope you enjoy listening to this chat as much as I did, and here's Maggie. Hey Maggie, um, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's great to have you here. Um, so I guess I'll dive straight into the stuff that I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, you've had a lot of experience in like freelance writing and working as a creative through Instagram and design. So how did you kind of get started in all of this?
2: Yeah, good question. I still don't know how I'm in it. If that makes sense, yeah. I'm just kind no, of that like. Does. <laughs> Like, yeah, slowly slipped into this field, um, and I never really take a second to sit back and be like, "Oh, hang on, yeah, this is my job." Yeah. um So basically, all throughout high school, especially in the last few years, I was always very creative. You know, I loved English and I loved studio arts and media. I feel like they were my three favorite subjects, which really makes sense because um, I'm still at uni and I'm studying communication design and media communication, specializing in journalism. So it's like a melting pot of all my favorite. Things to be honest, um, it no, really cool. yeah it, mm. and it's so weird because you ask that question. I'm like, yeah, why? Like, how did I do it? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just did things I enjoyed. So, for instance, um, I volunteered at my uni magazine, and I'd write um, articles for them, or take photos for them, and small things like that. And you know, I had my own Instagram where I'd keep posting outfits of myself and things like that. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it just it kind very of from there. Mm. No, that's cool. I was kind of the same. So I studied journalism at uni as well and kind of did the whole like work with the uni mag, that sort of thing. So I totally mm. get that. So it's kind of something you've always been passionate about for writing.
2: Mm yeah it was never supposed to be like a career pathway I never really let myself believe that you could write for a living and I still don't know (laughs) especially in Australia um, where the media industry is kind of rocky at the moment yeah exactly I was actually
1: going to ask you about that because the future of journalism and media in general in Australia is looking a bit grim what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on the whole thing
2: Oh God, I know it's been a rough few months, hasn't it? We just seen, you know, glossy magazines and household names that we've loved just fall under and close up shop. And it's quite shocking. I remember um, a few years ago when Yen Magazine, which was just like quite indie magazine, similar to Frankie. um, I remember the moment it closed down. Do you know how people would say that about big um, world events, maybe like Princess Diana's death or nine eleven. Like, where were you when yeah, this or happened? Like when One Direction <laughs> ended. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, one hundred percent. And with Yan Magazine, I remember the moment exactly. I was like, um, I used to tutor English, and I had a student coming over, and I was like crying, and I was like, oh my god, gotta stop crying, so, so I can <laughs> pull it together. Right so I grew up loving magazines heaps and the future of magazines and the media industry I'm no expert but yeah. I want to remain hopeful you know over this corona period news um consumption has increased for Australians and I feel like we spend so much time on the digital web that you know we love following online magazines and I feel like there's such an increase of like independent publications that's on the rise
1: Yeah I think so, so too yeah
2: yeah, I guess maybe we'll see a bit of a shift towards more of a digital focus. Yeah, and I used to be so sad about that. I don't know, because I, I love print, right? But I realised what I loved about print was the storytelling and, you yeah. know, like that sort of stuff kind of remains through digital. So I'm trying not to be too, like, held up on just, like, having print magazines.
1: No, I feel that because
2: it's like it's, you like something that you can hold, but at the end of the yeah. day, it
1: is the stories that are what matters, yeah. And I guess, what kind of advice would you have for people who are interested in, in freelancing or submitting work to, to publications, but they're not really sure where to start?
2: Yeah, I get this question a lot. And I feel like I'm so not um, an expert in this field because I'm totally starting out. Like I have pitched only to like a few places, you know, but yeah. what I would recommend is I think we touched on it earlier, but you need, magazines if you're in uni or any local council magazines i actually volunteered for my local council youth magazine which was really fun i got to like edit design and write and do all that jazz um so just basically anywhere that wants to take free labor (laughs) go for that at least I know it's really it's not a good part of our industry I don't think hey like unpaid labor is so like crucial to building up your portfolio but I think yeah and not everyone can do that of course oh for sure for sure it's such a privilege to be able to do that I totally understand um and you know even if you don't feel comfortable doing that I think just starting your own platform like starting your own blog or Instagram that's what I did because you know you're not going to tell yourself like you can't be published <laughs> you have to let yourself be published <laughs> that's true it's um, a good starting point exactly so that's honestly what I'd recommend to start off like you know have a good grounding of what you're passionate about writing about and you know when other people see your writing they'll get a feel for your tone and personality I think that it's, it's all good practice
1: yeah. And I guess this kind of follows on from that, but like in your pieces, you have a really strong kind of like unique Maggie voice. So kind of what kind of tips would you say about finding your own authentic voice when you're starting out as a writer?
2: Mm, I think it's reading widely. Um, I was so influenced by like Frankie magazine growing up and I still, still am still subscribed after so many years. And I can definitely see aspects of that for like, fall into my writing but yeah. then I also read some like hard news things and I don't know what else just like all different types of writing even just like non-fiction fiction books and I think yeah getting a range of perspectives and voices always helps just so you can get inspiration from different places
1: yeah and what are the things that you're most interested in writing about you write a lot about the fashion industry but like what else
2: mm. Oh, See, I'm still finding my feet. So I'm I'm that person in the office that's like, just throw me anything. I'm happy to write about anything. (laughs) Literally, I am not fussy. But if I get to choose, I definitely am interested in the fashion sphere, especially sustainability. I'm also (laughs) interested in race issues as well. So I'm being... Chinese, I think the issues pertaining to that are really interesting because I think we all just like writing about what 's close to us, and yeah, write what you know yeah, um, but seriously i 'll write about like a cereal box. Just give me anything <laughs> I yeah. really don't mind <laughs> no, I feel that
1: i 'm like i 'll take whatever it 's okay mm-hmm. yeah, I guess kind of following on from that, you said that you 're really interested in fashion and sustainability and um you talk a lot about slow fashion in your writing and on your Instagram. So for someone who's kind of never heard of the term, can you kind of explain what it means?
2: Oh, interesting. For sure. I'll try my best. <laughs> um, it's so interesting because we talk a lot about ethical and sustainable fashion, but there's actually no regulations to say what is ethical or sustainable. So sometimes you'll read the words like eco fashion, eco fashion or like environmentally Friendly fashion, but those words actually mean nothing. So it's really hard to know what's good, right? But what I think slow fashion represents is an. Alternative to fast fashion, and basically, what I mean by that is that it takes into consideration social and environmental sustainability. oh my God, it's all a mouthful. Um, but basically, if a fashion is minimizing its impact on the environment and its workers, that's what I'm really striving for, and that's what I really think encapsulates slow fashion.
1: Yeah, and I guess why is it something that you're so passionate about?
2: Hmm. I think I almost feel like a personal responsibility. So I started Instagram when I was like 13 ish. Um, and I've literally been doing it now. I'm 21. Um, and I've always loved fashion. And I think after posting online for so many years and working with a lot of fast fashion brands, I almost felt like bad and that I had a responsibility to do better. I often yeah. wonder like, if I wasn't on Instagram, I don't think I'd be as passionate just because it's just my life. But now I think there's like a few, I've got a few followers and um, I just want to be able to share a positive message as well, especially with something like fashion. It's not really a necessity, is it? Um, It's almost like a luxury to be able to have beautiful clothes. And I think if we take into consideration the sustainability, the sustainable aspect of that, that would be helpful as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's so true though, because you even see on like Instagram when people are doing like $500 Princess Polly haul or Zaffle Mm. haul or something like that. You see in the comments, a lot of the time people are like, oh, I wish you'd like buy from sustainable brands or kind of cut down on Mm -hmm. this. So it seems to be something people are kind of asking for. So I think it's good. You use your platform to be wary of that.
2: Mm, yeah, a few years ago, for myself, I didn't know or didn't care about this, to be honest. Um, and I feel like there is a change in the zeitgeist, as you would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, which is good. I'm happy. I'm happy that Gen Zs, especially, are stepping up.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think that's really great. So, I think, what kind of tips would you have for someone who's kind of learning a bit more about this mm. and wants to be more conscious of their fashion choices?
2: Yeah, I think um education is probably the best tool instead of like telling people what to do. I think if you're educated yourself um then there can be more of like a how do I say this? There can be more <laughs> of an authentic change. Um so for instance, I follow a lot of great Instagrams um that really helpful. So Fashion Revolution, the Sustainable Fashion Forum, That's all I can think of off the top of my head, but they're pretty good for information. Oh, also Ethical Made Easy and Good On You app. Um, There are so many resources out there right now and a lot of them, um, yeah, they're just so helpful. So that's number one. Um, Another tip I would have is just... Wear what's already in your wardrobe. So, like I just mentioned about Fashion Revolution, one of their co founders has this great quote and it reads, The most sustainable garment is the one already in your wardrobe. So, the best thing you can do, yeah, is just make use of what you already own instead of purchasing new things. And I think um, I popularize or help popularize this hashtag called hashtag rewear don't care. And that just really encourages people to restyle and rewear the items in their clothes. So, I feel like that's really good. And you know, that doesn't require any financial, you know, commitment or anything like that. So yeah, that's another tip I would give.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good point because there's kind of this stigma around rewearing clothes, which is mm. so strange, especially if you buy something you really like, or you spend like yeah. $60 on a dress or something, like you definitely should be able mm. to wear it more than once
2: exactly i never really understood that either because i always really wear my clothes i don't know i think i'm in a little bit of a bubble i'm just like i get it when it's like parties or like a formal event like i do see that pressure um but i just think we need to get over it <laughs> yeah no i feel you there
1: like you like your clothes that's why you bought it so you may as well wear them exactly. so many times
2: yeah mm-hmm
1: no, that's good. And I guess as you were saying, like you have a bit of a platform online and you kind of felt a responsibility to share about slow fashion and stuff with your followers. Um, is that something that's kind of always been important to you with having a platform? Like you bring attention to a lot of world issues on there.
2: mm. It's so funny because I, I know, oh my God, I feel so cliche, but I do think my Instagram is a pretty good reflection of who I really am. So I do think I try to be as much as authentic as possible on there. Authentic is such like weird buzzword. I don't really like putting it out there, but I can't think of another word. I think um, it is the best word though. <laughs> yeah. If it's like, oh yeah, let's just stick with that one. It's funny that you ask that because yeah, I do think that my persona on social media is quite accurate and it is quite an authentic reflection of myself and me in the real world is quite outspoken. I mean, I really don't like conflict, so I am more conflict driven online, if that makes sense. I feel like through a screen things aren't as personal. Um, But yeah, I'm just passionate about talking (laughs) um, both in real life and online. So it just felt very, very, very natural for me to talk about these issues because I'd be talking about these issues with my friends. So it would almost feel um, like a disservice if I wasn't speaking up about this. No, that makes sense. And I think it's good
1: because there's probably so many people who follow you and may not have heard about like the one post you share Mm. or something. So I think even if you just impact one person that they can go on and kind of have a butterfly effect like that.
2: Oh, for sure. And messages like that make me so happy. Someone's like, Oh Maggie, I visited an op shop because of you. Or like I was, I asked the brand about the ethics before I bought because of you like things like that. Oh my God. They make me so happy. So yeah,
1: no, that's so wholesome. It would be great to get messages Mm. like that and kind of, kind of sticking to your Instagram, obviously it would have taken you a bit of time to kind of build up your online mm-hmm. platform. What kind of advice would you give for someone who who wants to kind of be a bit of a, like a micro-influencer, I guess, but is a bit embarrassed mm-hmm. maybe?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh my, my God, tell me about it. So <laughs> I started my Instagram in year nine and I started my blog in year 10, right? Which is probably the hardest years of high school. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like now- for bitchiest years and I don't know why um so I did cop a bit of like comments when I was at school and I feel like high school is probably the most difficult time (laughs) to start something creative um but you know like no one cares I feel like it's becoming way more popular now so I'm not gonna lie it's very daunting and when I shoot in public and take photos I get so embarrassed sometimes if I see someone walking over I'm like stop and I'm just like we're just pretending to be on our phones. Like no, nothing's happening here. Yeah. So I understand it's um, outside of one's comfort zone, but I think if you really want to do it, you've just got to do it. There'll be a million reasons not to start something, but you've got to listen to that reason why you do want to do it, I think, and make that the loudest voice. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably a really good point
1: to kind of summarise that whole thing. Like if you never try, you'll never know. So you may as well give it a go. Oh, my God. Did you just make a rhyme? (laughs) I think I did accidentally as well. very good. Thanks so much. (laughs) Adding um, poet and limerick to my job description. (laughs) (laughs) Very much a media slashy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess following on from the term media slashy, which I feel like you kind of coined, I've never heard that before, but I really like it. Yeah. I feel like it's really relevant to kind of our generation as well. For sure. Yeah. So I guess if someone's never heard that term before, can you kind of
2: explain what it means? And then we'll touch on your podcast a bit as well. Yeah. It's so funny because the first time I heard the term slashy was in my first internship at a well-known publication. I won't name it, but they were talking about a writer that was going on um, to write an article and they're like, Oh God, I hope she's not a slashy. Like she won't take the photos as well. And I was like, Oh my God, like, what is this? Like, why is there so much beef? Yeah, um, savage, But no, <laughs> yeah. So savage. Um, I think the reason why, oh, let me explain it first. So, a media slashy, in my opinion, is someone who has a lot of different skills or job titles. So, for instance, um, I would call myself a media slashy because I'm a writer, content creator, podcaster, social media coordinator. You know, they're all very similar in the same realm, but we kind of carry a lot of... We juggle a lot of plates or whatever they say. Um, yeah. Sometimes it cops a bit of backlash because there's the other saying that's... Um, a jack of all trades is a master of none. So sometimes when you know dabble in a little lot of things you don't really get to finesse your skill into one area which is definitely a problem that I feel myself slipping into sometimes but overall I think it's great. I think Gen Zs and millennials are really good at kind of diversifying their skills and I guess like monetizing their like their skills I guess. And,
1: Yeah. I think that's so important though, especially like heading into the media, like at our age, they kind of expect you to be able to do like a handful of things. Like if you go in and just say, I Mm. can write, they'll be like, okay, what else? So I think you're right in saying it's a very like millennial Gen Z thing, but it's something that like we all kind of need to be thinking about. Mm, For sure. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a very fitting term for everyone right now. So, with your podcast that you recently launched, kind of, what was the inspiration
2: behind that? As two media slashies, so basically, I have loved podcasts for so long. Um, I actually wanted to start a podcast about three years ago. I remember because I actually got this podcast mic that I'm talking into right now two years ago for Christmas. And you know, before then, I had wanted to start a podcast, but. Like I mentioned before, there's always a million reasons why you should not start something, right? I'm very time poor, so I was like, how am I going to fit this in? And, like, I don't even like the sound of my own voice. And (laughs) what if no one listens, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But then one of my fabulous friends, Jasmine Wallace, who, yes, is also a media slashy, um, she sent me a voice note out of the blue one day and was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And then I was like, well, stuff it I was gonna swear I don't know if I can swear so yeah you can swear. It's okay <laughs> yeah. well fuck it let's start um so we literally got everything together within two weeks and oh my god that was a stressful two weeks um and we just kind of went and w- rolled with it um it is a lot of work I kind of un- underestimated that for anyone who hasn't started a podcast and you've also got to pay money monthly and all that jazz um there's a lot to it so yeah but I don't even think I answered the question
0: <laughs> well no um, it's still like
2: interesting background so yeah. it's relevant yeah. And I guess specifically, I love pop culture podcasts. So I love Shameless, The High Low and After Work Drinks. Um, oh, yeah. And they're Those all are very, very similar. Yes. Then they're all two white women who talk about like what's going on in the news or the internet, et cetera. And I just always love the conversation that comes out of it. And yeah, I just thought we'd give it a shot, honestly. No,
1: yeah, And I feel like now is kind of the best time to start a podcast, like in the whole isolation mm-hmm. period when you're kind of stuck at home you're like, well, may as well. Like, exactly. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Just talk to yourself.
2: I love it. Yeah. Let's record it. <laughs> well, <if> You can't
1: <laughs> talk to anyone else you may as well record yourself.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show of and course. chatting with me
2: of course of course of course thank you for um for having me okay
1: thanks so much maggie have a good day all right
2: yes you too Bye. Bye bye and that just about
1: wraps up my chat with maggie so i hope you guys enjoyed that i have some more guest episodes lined up for the future maggie was so 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 lovely and i'm so glad i got to have a chat with her for the pod and yeah i'll be in your ears again next week thanks guys have a good week hope it's great